You guys. I feel like it was very extra. That was very extra. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of no ages. It's been a long time, y'all. Welcome back to Meditations, Conversations, and Libations. You would say that so calmly. Because it's supposed to be calm. And I sense judgment when I said no, the title No, not show. at all. Oh, I sense judgment. long. It's a long title. I, and, and right there, judgment. <laughs> judgment. It's a long title. It's a great title. It's a great title. You guys, welcome back to Meditations, Conversations, and Libations. Are y'all ready for my um, daily mantra? Eric, are you ready? Let's go. So, you know, you might be caught off guard. <clears throat> are you ready? So you guys, come on. Let's go on this journey with me. Are you ready? We're, we're meditating. Mm-hmm. So get into your meditative state, Eric. Mm-hmm. Ready? Um, sir, please say whatever you want to say to me because you keep staring at me and now it's getting really creepy. So if you want me to say something first, then you just need to say something first so that we can both say things or else I'm just going to think you're a creep at the bar looking at me. Thank you so much. I feel so much better. Well, if it's not a sir looking at you, though. Ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Madam. Madam, please say whatever it is you want to say to me because you keep staring at me also and I don't know whether you want to take me down or take me out. I don't know. <sighs> I feel better. <laughs> that's I feel the so mantra. Much better. That's, that's, the mantra. that's my daily mantra, you guys. Um, yeah. Have you had that moment where you're just like at the bar or you're out at a restaurant or whatever and somebody just keeps staring at you? And it's like, do you have, I, is there something you need to say? I ha- Sometimes I do, but mostly I don't. Like, I'm really so in tune with whoever I'm there with or just in my own head. I don't pay attention to the surrounding area. So people may tell me like, yeah, you know, so-and-so been looking at you. Like, like, oh, really? I didn't know this. <laughs> like, that may be people I'm looking at, but I'm not seeing if they're looking at me. I'm, just, I'm really shy, sly with how I like look. So we won't catch the eye contact unless it's like love at first sight, which it usually isn't, at least not yeah, yet. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm usually like really too intoxicated to pay attention to people. <laughs> but when I do see somebody out of the side of my eye and it's like, why do you keep staring at me? And now I'm going to stare at you because now it's awkward. So are you going to come talk to me or are you going to, are you a long lost I mean, relative? And knowing me, I'll probably walk up to you and say, hey, something you got to say. Um, anywho, you guys, <laughs> first off, we have a guest in the building. Um, guest, can you reveal yourself? Guest, can I reveal myself? Tell my people name, who you are. <laughs> my name is Eric. Uh, we can debate whether or not I'm a creative. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a creative. Do I have a, in my own entertainment company, REA, which just stands for Reaching Every Artist Entertainment, <gasps> specialized in music, uh, helping independent artists with their careers, with their own music projects, learning about the music business. I started off as a producer, learning how to make beats. I stepped away from that and got more into a and with different artists. I'm partaking into media now, getting ready to start my own media company, uh, doing stuff like that, doing podcasting, trying to just get back into doing events, uh, just trying to do a little bit of everything and just really be creative. You know, I don't consider myself to be a creative <laughs> Mm, okay. <laughs> Eric, do you have a last name? I do. My name last name is Paige. I and I need to get my whole like biography out here. 
Okay, because the people just don't know Eric. They're like they, a million they, Erics. Yeah, I'm Eric. You just look up REA Entertainment. You'll find what you need to know about the company and myself. Yep. But really about the company because I'm not in their in website at all, at least not yet. But yeah, Eric Page, that's my name. Right. It's a P-A-I-G-E, not P-A-G-E. And I have a C and a K in my first name. Not just a C or a K or a Q. Oh, I forgot. People do spell Eric with a Q. Yeah, like Eric LaSalle. That's true. I was like, get out of my head. I was like, when I first saw that, I'm like, that's different. Okay. <laughs> Eric. That's the only Eric I know of with a Q. That's like French. Eric. It is. It is. Eric. Okay. Anywho, guys, we're moving on to the topic of the week, which since Eric is a creative slash business person, we're talking about um, basically business ventures are starting from the bottom. So what I do <laughs> want to start it from the bottom now with him. Um, what I want to know is, because you kind of said it when you just introduced yourself, where did you first start off, like, getting into this whole industry? It was the first thing you actually started getting into. Okay. Um, this story definitely can't not be without my business partner and best friend, Tease. We met in high school, where, honestly, that's where the idea of us uh, getting our own record label because we both had a love for music and we wanted to learn more about it, the behind the scenes aspect of it, the whole business of how does this music industry works, how do people get put on certain positions and just me just want to be in tune with like being uber creative behind the scenes, making the music and making something that I feel like I'm proud to say like I'm, I played a huge part of and there's no down the line I could say I play a huge monumental part in this and it's like like a uber creative moment for me. So we just developed ENT Music Group, which was short for Eric and Tease, which is our name. And we developed that like 2010. By like 2014, we had artists we were working with. And that's when I decided like I don't want to do label politics at this point because I just didn't like how contracts was, was put out there. I really didn't want, I didn't feel like the need to do a label at that point. I felt like artists maybe didn't even need a label. They could be their own label if they knew about the business a lot more because you don't need to sign to a label. You can do this on your own. You can like stream in and do things on your own. You know the business of it and be your own boss and have people working for you or at least with you on the end. So that's where, e, e, that's where REA came from initially on the music side. I really wanted to inform and help artists understand the business of what they're doing and help them like educate themselves on how to advance their careers and put out this music they want to put out without having a restraint of someone telling you, you know, this isn't the right, you need this type of song to be heard. You need right. this type of song to be heard. Be your true, be your own boss, learn the business on your own terms and just see where you can go from there yeah, with progression. Not signing nobody to a long-term deal. We do a project, we do a song, we do an EP, we do whatever, we see where it goes. If you like it, you can stick with me. If not, you can do your own thing. That's kind of how I wanted this type of company to be. I see other companies slowly doing similar things to that, but that was the, the initial goal on the music side with that. So, to go back, that's kind of how I got started with the business record label, and then we get to this. That's why I, I appreciate um, Chance the Rapper, um, because that's basically what his mindset was. Yeah. And I thought it was really cool, because I used to read about how um, he did not sign to a record label, even though initially I thought he was, because not really knowing about the record industry or how it worked until I educated myself. I was like, oh, I thought you had to be signed to a mm-hmm. label to, you know, put out singles or songs to have albums and then to read up on it and be like, oh, that's really cool. 
Because I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. I, it's it's like a lot of ling- lingo with that. Like, if you sign to a label, that's where you talk about publishing. That's where you talk about royalties. That's where you talk about where the points are going. If you go where they if you pull out a project, who's getting the majority of those points? That's where the labels come in and say, we're going to pay you. Hey, we're going to give you this advance with this loan for you to live off of when you put this project out. So when you put the project out, we need that money back as well as everything you're making thus far. For touring, whatever it is, you're doing merchandise, you're doing appearances somewhere, we're going to need that money back too. So that's why you're already in the hole once you sign to a label that you're going to sell like 10, 20 million copies out the gate. And then you're going to make your money back easily because you're going to have a little bit of money to make for yourself. But a lot of artists, they're a lot more smarter now because they don't need the labels. The labels kind of... need them? Yeah, exactly. It's all the way around now. But some artists still feel like if they want to reach a certain level, they feel like they need to at least partner up with a label instead of just working, signing with a label. But understanding your worth, understanding what type of income you're bringing in and say, okay, I'm doing this by myself. How can I help? How can you help me reach this certain level? And we partner up with it, but I still own the majority of my masters and all that stuff. But do you feel like like a lot of the new artists understand that concept now that the money that they initially get, y'all, I'm sorry because people keep texting me. I tried to put it on thing. But do you feel like um, a lot the money that a lot of the new artists get, which is a loan, do you, do you think they understand that? Because it's like if you know that this is a loan, but you're out here spending as if you don't understand how they, this works. A lot of them don't. They don't really understand that it's actually a loan that they're going to have to pay back. It's a, again, it's a process. You you don't hear you hear you someone's getting you this extra money and you just don't know that you're supposed to maybe wisely save some of it and put it in other places and other forms of businesses so you can really be well off in case the music uh, doesn't work out the way you like or at least something that's to have an offspring of C wise. But a lot of new artists kind of know it and they again with SoundCloud and all these other streaming forums and outlets they can use to look at the numbers, seeing what they're doing with, on their own with their team, they can look at it and negotiate a higher price for these labels to say, all right, we're going to pay this. for This is your worth here. We're going to pay you that. So it's a 50-50 on that. Some artists may not know about it and they don't care until they're broke and their career may be on the downhill side. And some may be smart enough to understand, I'm going to take this money. I'm going to put, put it in some other places. I'm going to put out this project. If it does well, great. If not, oh, well, you can release me. I'm going to do my own thing. And I have this money to start my other businesses up and I'm going to smarten up and be just like Jay-Z and Nas and how these other music artists are with partaking their careers to the next level beyond music. So you started off like wanting to have your own record label. Right. So how did you decide which next step or or which next thing you wanted to get the into? Next, the next phase? Yeah. How did you decide that? Well, from ENT to REA or just the next phase outside of music? The next phase outside of music. I was always just uh, thinking I, mean, I wanted to get into partaking in other forms of entertainment, other forms of disciplines. It was just timing. I didn't want to do it all at the same time. And I knew music was the main focus for me in like 2013 through 2017. So around 2016, I felt like uninspired with the music and just doing events. So I wanted to take a break from that and figure out the next move. And I guess that's when I figured out I wanted to get more into the media side, but I didn't know in what form. I knew podcasting, but I didn't know this. I didn't know to follow the step-by-step of just, you know, recording yourself, get the equipment, blah, blah, blah. I was just more of a, what 
can I do to be different from everybody else that's doing it? Because at that point, I felt podcast was already oversaturated before how it, compared to how it is now. I felt oversaturated then in like 2016, 2017, because I was already listening to podcasts at that point. So I was like, how can I stand out with what I'm doing to be different from what, from what everybody else is doing and have a voice in it and get uh, decent numbers and just keep building the momentum off of that? And how can I bring all this together with the music and just entertainment in general? So... I lucked up and uh, did a, like a local radio show last year. That's actually how I met you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do that. And that kind of helped explain some things. And that's where I got, okay, I'm going to start doing some stuff on my own, get the equipment, figure it out, figure out what works, what doesn't work. And here we are today, really getting close to that goal of I want to do media wise and just building with more like minded people with that and using this other creative form to just really express myself. So, like, when you're getting into podcasting or music something that's always interested me is like the equipment of it so especially when you're talking about podcasting and if you're just starting off I don't think a lot of people are aware of the um equipment that you need like what was your learning process for really understanding Oh, okay, well, if I want to reach a certain audience, I need this equipment or I need it to sound like this. My biggest thing is sound. Like, I want to make sure my stuff sounds crisp and clean as possible without you hearing the distortedness, without you hearing, like, a big, like, the hiss sound or a sound that's completely, like, Working level scale stuff like some stuff you just did in the basement. You just got a little microphone, cheap microphone that came together. So I didn't want my stuff to sound like that. Last year it kind of did, but it was the learning phase of it. So I didn't care. I didn't kick myself in the butt too hard about that. Mm-hmm. This year I really studied more about the correct mics to use. If you want to, depend on what type of podcast you're doing or what type of goal you want with this for me you want to be into more radio getting the right microphones that works best for like doing radio and podcasting where you can get less sound but the best actual voice compared mm-hmm. to you getting a mic where it's a music mic but it's more so not for doing interviews because you're going to catch everything yeah like, especially uh, in the background yeah in the background and stuff like that so learning more about that learning what mixing boards to get or not to use just everything in general it's like uh, like going back to school and learning a new uh, trade basically I feel like my 2013 to 2017 years of me in college learning about the music business having my own record label decided I didn't want to have my own record label at the time doing my own entertainment company from scratch myself, just building with different artists, doing events, learning from that, the ins and outs of the business of that in Chicago alone, seeing how many venues I saw open up, close up between the time span, seeing me like Mm. burn out (laughs) from doing all this by myself, financially and mentally, and just wanting to take a break to figure out what was next. And that break would last like 18 months because I was just (laughs) working constantly too much. I didn't take a time at that time, in that little frame to really sit down, relax. I went out of town. I did vacations, but I was working at the same time. So it wasn't a true vacation. So I needed that 18 month layoff to really (laughs) figure out what was next and get my mind right to really get back into a creative zone. But yeah, studying just the different uh, stuff to use for podcasting and what the do's and the don'ts and just learning my voice. I feel like, I, I don't know, my voice has gotten better with recording. I feel like hearing myself on playback. I don't know a lot of That's people who do though. I would say a lot of people say they don't like hearing themselves in playback, but the feedback I get from everybody else is I sound dope and I sound different than when I talk to them like in person. It's like, I, I don't know, I can't explain it. I'm just... Talking in a, I guess, more professional tone. I don't know. 
I think you definitely have to get used to it because I thought like when I first started doing podcasts, I'm like, I sound so weird. This, this it does is, sounds it sound, does it, it sounds very yeah. weird, but it I literally just had to keep listening to recordings to episodes, like starting off, like kind of going back initially when you're just getting in the podcast business and you're learning about different equipment and mics, you know, some stuff starts off rocky. And I think that honestly was why I didn't like listening to myself. Cause I was like, well, this episode sounds rocky. <laughs> this episode sounds terrible. <laughs> but then as you learn more and then you get like the, if you are like truly passionate about podcasting and your mind is I want the quality of it to sound good. Right. Then that's when, for me, like I got used to it. I'm like, well, it actually sounds good because the quality of this episode is really nice. Yeah. Um. So, what's um and kind of going back to your last que- or your last statement when you say you had to like take time off to figure out you know stuff about yourself. That kind of leads me into my next question, which was. What's something that you learned about this industry or something you figured out that actually surprised you? Something that surprised me. Yeah, you probably didn't know much about or if any, but you were kind of surprised by being in this industry. Hmm. That's a good question. I don't, but I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm a type of person, I don't get surprised a lot. I learn a lot, but I don't get surprised a lot about certain things. What I can say is... Anybody that's expecting like success to come right away, don't expect that. Like Shoot. it's gonna it's gonna come when it's meant to come, not when you want it to come. I will say that. So I will say heading going into like the record label mode when I thought once I got artists that I thought had good music, I just thought the music would speak for itself and <laughs> that people honestly come 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 to it and they'll they'll just bring in all sorts of things and it took like a minute for me to realize like no, you gotta really market this and push this to the people that it's meant to hear. And it's and it's honestly goes beyond just booking up for the events and shows. It's honestly doing like a whole lot of a whole planning and a whole rollout that takes months into a damn near year to really figure that out. I mean, even doing like a Actual successful event That's not something You can just do Unless you really know A lot of people That's going to come out That's not something You can just come up with And do in like a week Or a two week span It takes time To do these things Like these festivals We're in the summer seasons A lot of uh, Chicago events Are happening To do yeah. these type of events It takes six to eight months If not longer To prepare it Time yeah. Time Yeah Like another goal of mine Is to do a uh, festival here But that's going to take Like 18 months Of pre-planning To figure out everything I already know that So when I know I want to do that I'm going to take that 18 month period to get everything accordingly done yeah i want people like really understand that though because if you put on a one-day festival and and people show up and you're super appreciative of it but i think people's um perception of it is oh you know this is okay or i think people's perception of it is oh you know this didn't really look like it took that long to plan or you know, this was cool. I had fun. But I think when you ask people about the um, the basics that go into it's not not even basics for uh, for lack of a better term. But when you ask people about what goes into planning something like the details, that, the details, yeah, the details. details. I don't think people have a clear understanding 
that it does take 18 months because I have to get everything in order. I have to, you know, go through the city and make mm-hmm. sure I have permits. Permits. You got to get the sponsors. You right. got to figure out who you want to book and how much that's going to cost them. And you got to get all the designs going. And if you want to figure out how you want the stage to come out, you got to figure out who's performing at this time. How, what's the time slot? Who's going to host? Are you going to have a host? Like the actual estimated number you expect people to be here. The, the food vendors and all that. It takes time to figure all that stuff out and money. <laughs> Uh yeah, it takes a lot of money, a lot of money, especially if you don't have any and you're trying to plan something mm-hmm. like that, some type of event or festival, mm-hmm. and you don't have money. That's a another layer of stress. I mean, if no one here is this, no, this is watching the, the fire festival that both for either one of them, Ooh. just watch those and show that show you how not to prop, how not to prepare for trying to do some event, a festival event, whether it's a little small venue event or it's a big trying to get twenty thousand plus people in one stage event. Like how not to do that? Um, is there a like within everything you do? Because you do a lot of stuff. Is there something you like better than the other? Something I like better than the other. Like with all of your creative stuff that you do. Like, do you <clears throat> like doing music A and R better than you do? You like podcasting? <laughs> I mean, I think I do. On, on honestly, just because with the music A and R, I'm not. I'm not like being the voice of that. I'm not vocally being involved with that. My Ultimate goal is to be person. yeah yeah. I was saying my ultimate goal is to be behind the scenes for everything I do. Like this whole this is a, like a new persona for me speaking and talking about this stuff. Like I've done a lot of I don't really say speaking engaged. So I've been a guest on a lot of different outlets outlet and platforms this year, which is crazy because I don't do a lot of talking at all. At all. <laughs> <laughs> like, People who know me know I don't do a lot Eric of talking does not at all. Speak. I don't. I try to speak in like two to three minute increments, and that's it. That's it for the whole that's day. That's for the whole day. <laughs> like I'm gonna get everything out in that whole little two to three minute increment and that's it I'm done I'm walking home I'm done peace but uh I enjoyed doing this podcast because I've really podcasting stuff I found a lot out about myself and how I feel about things and opening up about some of the stuff I've been dealing with and going through and just honestly being truthful speaking my truth but the music part is something I love the most because that's what I grew up doing that's what I grew up inspiring to be that's what I learned took four years learning how to do beats and then decide I don't like doing beats anymore. I just I rather do this for someone else instead of just hearing my own beats and being super hypercritical of it. So that's why I know at some point I'm going to get back to doing that. But I'm also want to just do different things just to explore myself and just to challenge myself to see how creative I can be with my ideas and seeing who I could do these, who I can partner up with these ideas with. So what I'm always interested in is like when I speak to people who are like creatives or who are entrepreneurs mostly, like I'm always interested in hearing like the, you know, best piece of advice that they can give because, Mm -hmm. you know, being a creative and an entrepreneur myself, you know, I want advice on how to move forward to the next step. So my question to you is, What's the best, if you go back and you think as the person you were when you first started off Mm -hmm. um, being an entrepreneur and a creative. So going back into that headspace at that time, what's the best piece of advice you could give me at that moment? Don't be so hard on yourself. It takes time to figure out who you are and what you want to be. Well, okay, so that sounds like that's from your perspective now. So yeah. that that would be the, be- the so advice from, when so you first the, started off. The advice when I first started off? Like if you're still in that headspace. The best advice I give in that headspace. Okay. Yeah. What was, 
That's hard. I mean, my best advice back then is don't trust everything that sounds good. If someone's giving you a good lingro, like a good a potential uh, partnership, and it sounds good, but ultimately it may not be because it just looking at that track record, you don't see what they're talking about when it comes to the work ethic, stuff like that. But just there are a lot of people in this industry that wants to uh, work with certain people to get their names heard, but oh, they yeah. also may they may uh, yeah cloud and stuff like that. Thing. It is it is, but they also also over-exaggerate what they've done just to make it seem like they're putting in the real work when in reality they're kind of lackadaisical in the area or they're lacking in certain parts of the business where you it's like they want you to handle that for them mm-hmm. and it's like I'm not here to do that so you guys Google is real yeah it is and definitely you just so. Google people it is but I mean a, a lot of people too even with the Googles and the internet they can really make it seem like they're doing like amazing work like you can you can fake your numbers that you can that's, you can buy your numbers up you can fake your numbers and streams and all that but until you actually see what they're doing work wise you may not know truly if what they're saying is really truthful so I was I was, that was my mindset back then honestly it was just. Uh, you can talk to as many people as you can, but ultimately you don't have to trust. You can't trust everybody. Somebody out here is either going to be real with you, and a lot of them may not be because they're out here just clout chasing and they not being truly honest with what they're trying to do and accomplish with what the partnership is we're trying to potentially have. So what's the best piece of advice you can give a creative or entrepreneur now? Now that you've like been through a lot of this stuff and you learned so many different things, what's the best piece of advice you can give now? Study, 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 study your craft the best way you can. Uh, anybody who's made it, they had to study. They had to emulate somebody at some point. Mm. I mean, I don't know what other field that you that you can really advance in without studying what you what it is you're trying to accomplish. You don't come into any industry or any field and just with no experience and just find success unless you're just that guy given talented. Which even with that, you still had to do some 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 form yeah. of studying and expect failure. Failure is it's gonna happen. And you you don't want to call it failure. That's fine. But everybody has a story where they don't feel like they didn't succeed to a certain level where they. <laughs> Wanted it to be It's a learning curve We all gotta go through it We gotta take those wins And losses You gotta learn from each of them From both of them And you gotta keep Putting in the right perspective And don't uh, really Don't really give up On the dream that you got Unless it's not ultimately Your true destination Your true dream So I'm glad you stated there You said that Because that was like My last question I wanted to ask you Do you Did you have a moment Or any moments Where you were just like uh, I quit Like this <laughs> This is too hard Or I don't feel like what, Doing all this extra stuff What creative don't have That moment where it's like We just want to I just I quit I give up I, That's the moment you give You wake up And you're like Why am I doing this Like where am I really doing this Am I really happy doing this right. Am I really fulfilled doing this And that's what was happening In 2016 I was I can remember It was almost three years ago I was at an event One of my events One of probably the last ones I did And I was just in the middle of it And it didn't go How I wanted it to go And it was just like Am I really fulfilled <laughs> feel doing this and like if I'm not then what's next for me to do and it was like God's time and work because I had like maybe three or four more events lined up after that and they slowly started again canceled or postponed because either venues were shutting down or venues were moving to a different location so they couldn't meet those requirement dates so I was like this is a sign for me to take a break. So I'm going to take a month off. I, my September shows got uh, canceled, so I'm going to take the month off. I'm going to rewind and regroup, and they end up being the 18 months. 
So definitely during the 18 months, I was really questioning, like, do I really want to do this? What's next for me? But I think every creative goes through that. Like, what's next for me? If you reach a certain level of success, what's next? What, mm-hmm. How can I do to fulfill this? Am I really happy now? If you had a low, am I really happy when I'm at with my career, my creative passion? Like, if that's something new that's in me that I want to do or challenge myself with. So I think every creative has asked themselves that question, I would think. Yeah, I know I definitely did. I remember, like... um Maybe 2012, 2013, I could not book one show, like, because um, one show, a stage play or theater production, I could not book one. And I had been on at least 30 different auditions in mm. in that year. I could not book anything. And that's when I just started to question whether or not I had talent. And I was just like... I don't think I have any talent because I can't book one show. I've been on all of these auditions. I've done my best. I've given my best. I've studied. I've done this and I've done that. And nobody seems to think that I'm good enough to be in that show. Mm. And I literally just thought about, well, maybe this is not for me, so I need to focus on... At that time, I think I was teaching also. So I'm like, maybe I just need to focus on teaching uh, because obviously... I don't think I'm good enough to be an actress because nobody wants to, you know, book me for their show. Mm. So I know I definitely had that moment. I don't remember what it was. Well, yeah, I do. So I think it was literally, which is super big in this industry, networking and connections, which I really also hate or despise. But it was somebody that I knew that was like, hey, my friend is a playwright and I'm going to give him a call and just, you know, get him get you in his show because he's looking for people mm-hmm. and that's literally how it happened i didn't even do a real audition i just went to meet and do a table read and that was like the first show i booked in over a year wow so um thanks to that guy <laughs> um so you guys i mean we could talk about this forever but we don't have forever <laughs> ever, ever 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 but um so you guys we're moving on so eric all the guests have to do this. You have to tell us one thing about yourself that people don't know about. That people don't know about it. One thing about yourself that people don't know about. People don't know anything about me. So I mean, that's very <laughs> true also. Yeah, this is only because I know Eric. Nobody knows anything. <laughs> Eric is mysterious. I like it that way. It's like I like being that mysterious type of person like Batman. Um, I'll just say this. One of my biggest goals I would love to do, I don't know in what form, is in some shape or form, bring back Soul Train. Not with the title, but just that essence of what Soul Train was. I want to bring that back. I see, y'all see, even I learned something new. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Eric, I would not see you as a person who's interested in dancing. I mean, I wouldn't be dancing, but... Of course not, not. but just like interested, period. <laughs> no, who didn't watch... Who, who's not black and didn't watch Soul Train growing up? I don't know. And if I find that person, <laughs> we're going to have to have a sit I down. Mean, that, I, I mean, I watched the documentary so much. I read the book. It was like, I know Nick Cannon's working on doing something with that, but I don't, again, I don't want to use that name, the title, but I want that essence of what it stood for and the passion behind that and just finding dope creators who are dope dancers and just bringing that essence with the music of today and even a little bit from the past, just bringing that back in this uh, internet age craze today. I feel like that's a void in that field of dance and the internet craze. Like we we see viral Mm, dancers and stuff, but how can we put that on the land all together? So that's like my. That's gonna be like my big one of my biggest passion projects I would love to be a part of. 
But I, that's the one I wanted to get out there because I know people wouldn't associate me and dancing together at all if they at know all, me. That's why I'm over here like, uh, that's new. <laughs> but okay. Um, so, you guys, we're going to move on and we're going to do what no one man has ever turned down. Eric, I need you. Remember what no one man has ever turned down. <laughs> Stick your hand in my box. <laughs> no one man has ever turned that down. <laughs> Stick your hand in my box. How many I got to get? You guys, uh, one question. Okay. Tell the truth. Don't lie because I know where you live. <laughs> I mean, basically. So stick your head in my box. Eric, what's your, what's your question? What's what? the name of the last person that you secretly gave the what? What the, what's that say? The linker? The finger? The finger. Like the middle finger? Yeah. I don't even do that. Like, oh I mean, my God, I don't, Eric. I don't. I mean, at my gig, but I never did it to them in a face. Like, I don't really No, do it's that. secret. You do it behind their back. We all give people the finger behind their back. That I will attest to. Uh, mm, no, I speak my mind if I'm angry, so I don't do that. Okay, well, I'll tell y'all the last person. You do. You tell, the, you because tell that story. I, too, speak my mind when I'm angry, but sometimes people just need the finger behind their backs. <laughs> all right, so... You guys were moving on. Now, I did my mantra in the beginning. Eric, you have to do a daily mantra. A Come daily on. mantra. A daily mantra. Come on, go go on this journey with us. Um, uh. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm, not I'm that saying part. it for you, Eric. Okay. Jesus Christ. Um, My ass gonna be short and to the point. As I'm always, for I mean, you. be you, be great, be true to who you are. That's it. Oh my god, such inspirational advice. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't I, hang around me and don't feel inspired afterwards, I don't. I haven't done my job. Oh my god, if you don't hang around me and you don't not feel expired, expired exactly. Yes. What? What was that? I don't know. I sound like I'm a poor. Like, you you gonna hang around me and feel inspired, man? You know, I know what, what it you... was? Why well, I spit a spider? Because I can't talk. Because um, my choice of cocktail is a Lagunitas uh, IPA. That's it's, probably it. It's kicking in already? I think so. Because I can't even say my words right. Uh, That's it. Good thing you're not driving. Um, at all. Eric's not drinking because he's responsible and he's inspirational. <laughs> and people who are responsible and inspirational apparently don't drink. I'm neither of the two. Wow. You are <gasps> For very, today. I would say you're very inspirational. For today. Thank you so much. <laughs> but just not on, you know, maybe one day a week I'm inspirational. One day a week. One, once a week I'll inspire you to be great. <laughs> now, all the other days I'm like, do as many horrible things as you can do without being caught. Wow. Okay. Um, Eric, tell the people how they can follow you on social media so they can keep up with your businesses. My businesses. And your uh, things. My things. My things. Uh, EP underscore R-E-A. Uh, 
short to the point, like I try to do everything. E P underscore R E A. That's basically how you can find me on Twitter, IG. I'm really enjoying the other social media outlets right now. But yeah, if you want to find me on there, you can do that. If you want to reach out to me outside of that, you can do reaching every artist at gmail.com. I'm not going to spell that out. You should be able to spell <laughs> that on your own. Uh, reaching every artist, one word, at gmail.com. All right, Eric's. Thank Eric's. Jeez, I need to stop drinking. Oh my God, Eric's. I'll just call you that from now on. There's multiple me's in here. Eric's, thanks so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. No problem. Um, you guys, make sure you're tuning in to Meditations, Conversations, and Libations. I just like how it sounds. So that's really what I wanted to say it. And I don't care who doesn't like it because it's a long title. But I like the show. Um, guys, make sure you're tuning in to our new upcoming uh, new episodes. And remember, wherever you hear me now, you can hear me later. Thanks for tuning in, you guys, and we'll catch you next time.